on Downton Abbey. Mary decided she's going to go on a little special vacation with Mr. Gillingham. Edith accidentally burned down her room reading a book that belonged to Mr. Gregson. She also started a relationship with her daughter Marigold, which might have some consequences. And there's a memorial in town for all the people lost during World War I. All that and a whole lot more, including Jimmy shagging. What? This week on the Lords of Grantham podcast. And hello. We're back. We're back. Oh, man. So this has been a crazy week in terms of... Have you seen the production photos that they released from the movie? No. The Down Abbey movie? Let's just get to it. Have you, they, oh, I saw, I saw a couple. Yeah. Like Michelle Dockery. I saw... It's, it's, is there anything that's really blowing your mind? The, they revealed a couple plot details. I think they're a little spoilery, so I don't think we can... Well, there, there's just one that we can touch on. Which one because, is that? Well, actually, it is kind of spoilery, I guess. Well, I can't, we can't talk about it because we haven't reached the end of this series. So yeah, for all the if, listeners... If you're, if you're watching for the first time with us... It just has <laughs> me wondering, what is this movie? We're being really good to the people that haven't watched Down Abbey. <laughs> yeah. We're yeah, assuming yeah. that a lot of our audience hasn't seen this show, which I don't know. When the trailer comes out, we'll do a special episode where we talk about the trailer for people who are caught up. Y- correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's coming. Whenever the trailer drops, which I don't I don't know. Hopefully soon. we got a teaser. I mean, what else... Oh, that's true. We get What's a, a trailer for like a dramatic movie like that gonna be? I don't know. <laughs> they, I mean, maybe they reveal the names act the names of the actors. <laughs> I don't know. Instead we, of the, the characters, character name. what if they recast the whole every character that we haven't seen on set? Just we know they're in the movie, but it's uh, uh that would be I I'd be disappointed. It's Hugh Grant plays Mosley now. I I I'd, I'd watch that actually. That'd be good. Yeah, just recast all the people that they couldn't get to like a soap opera. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, Dave, you posted during the week on Twitter or something. I don't even know what it was exactly, but you said <laughs> during last week's episode, Jimmy was like this and it's a video. I, what is the, what is that's a That's a clip from the Clarence Carter video, Stroking. What is this song? Please, please educate This is audience. a classic song. If you haven't seen it, that's what I was referring to when I said they caught Jimmy Stroking last week. Mid stroke. And, and Stroking is... Stroking, listen to the song by Clarence Carter. That's all I can say. It's it, yeah. It's, it's all well defined. It's not for the kids. Stroking isn't what your first instinct is, but it's what your second instinct is. And you're saying that Jimmy <laughs> Jimmy had a good time last week. Jimmy got caught mid stroke. Okay, said so the police shine the light on him. I'm, I'm stroking. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. Okay, I'm glad you could educate. I didn't know there was a video for that song. So when you posted that clip, it's like, what is this? I I don't know. That's the po- the police light hitting the guy's face. <laughs> okay, all right. Check our Twitter if you want to see what I'm talking about. It, it's different. Um, so this week's episode, uh, I've been in such a rush. I watched it on my train ride back uh, to Stratford. So did you miss the new fanfare again? The new fanfare? The new masterpiece classic? Dun, 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 dun. Oh, I barely... Uh, pay, yeah, no, I... It's I, new. I, I it's updated. It. Well, so I didn't charge my iPad. So I was at 20% battery. So I watched this on the, like, the lowest uh, brightness on my iPad <laughs> to wow. make sure I had the... the yeah, so you're gonna say that this episode was dark like the last one? <laughs> that was the thing that was like crossed my mind immediately. Like, oh no, because it's darker this season, I won't be able to watch this. Episode. I hope people aren't 
<laughs> waiting for our technical insights on the direction and the color schemes of Downton Abbey. Yeah. Um, luckily, my battery lasted just long enough for me to watch the entire episode. <laughs> Did it die as the credits started to roll? No, actually, I put it on battery saving mode and like, um, yeah, the, the iPad lasted fine. I probably could watch uh, Higher Brightness, but you know, you live and you learn. Should I remember yeah. that charger? I literally walked out of my apartment and I was like, oh, I need my charger. It's too late. I got a train to catch. And here I am. If only. Yeah. But uh, anyways, back to Jimmy. Let's just dive into this week's episode. Speaking of... Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So for two seasons, Fellows has been teasing that Jimmy likes to get it on. He likes to hook up with women. He likes to get around. And the closest he's gotten on the manor and premises, as far as we've seen... Is Ivy. Yeah, in the boot room. That one time. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, they've been teasing it, alluding to it when he's out in the town and stuff. And the one time he finally does it, the one time he finally blows <laughs> it, his load. It costs him his load. He does what? <laughs> he blows his load. He blew his load. <laughs> sure. Well, I mean, Julian blew his load on like this whole thing, too. It's like, okay, he did it. We can we can get him out of here. That is kind of disappointing. Was it worth it, Jimmy? Right? You think like he like this is such a soap opera. You think he would have done this a couple times before, and maybe with one of the sisters. You know, like this. Wow. I mean, if you watch daytime soap operas like I have, not like willingly, but you know, with my mom, I watched General Hospital for years. They just get around these guys, and they did sort of plant the seeds of Jimmy and Cousin Rose. Yeah. So why not? Why not? And then now, now Jimmy's just being sent off, and kind of a. a, a no no pomp and circumstance for this character that has kind of became a mainstay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More than O'Brien, but less than every other character. That's true. I mean, so Dave, you said before we started recording, uh, this episode takes place two months after the last episode. Yeah, so his papers took a while to process. <laughs> so they catch Jimmy in the axe, and then they're like, well, let that little guy hang around. <laughs> let, it, for let it marinate for a little bit. <laughs> and then they finally send him off. Um but yeah, I looked. I had to remind myself, this is the end of Jimmy's run. He does not come back to Downton Abbey as far as we know. Man, that's a shame. Yeah, so if we had to break it down. So he came on at the same time around Alfred and Ivy <coughs> in season three. They all came in that season. They, so they mm-hmm. both hung around for two seasons. What was the point? I mean, other than the, like to shake things up for uh, Daisy and Patmore downstairs, these people just blew into their lives, like shook things up for a couple seasons, but then they just disappeared. Like, I feel like Julian is... He's he's booking this week to week. He's got to really? be right. I, well, yeah, because what's it? Alfred came in as O'Brien's nephew, mm-hmm. and they thought that the, the remember the Alfred like Alfred Thomas stuff was O'Brien angling to have Thomas help him. Yeah, and that nothing that fizzled away mm-hmm. because of the Jimmy, Alfred, Daisy, Ivy, <laughs> Thomas. Love Pentagon situation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Cause yeah, that all fell to the wayside, especially after um, O'Brien left. And then, like, it's like, oh, yeah, he's just related well, she to had, her. She had already drifted away from that plot. Yeah. I think once, uh, once Thomas made the move on Jimmy and it sort of blew up, then with, Jimmy was kind of used to be this sympathetic figure who's forgiving. But it doesn't serve much because he, Thomas is, as, as we'll discuss later, this character is not changing. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Either way, it's just a weird thing where like these characters are around for a couple years, and yeah, it seems week to week. So it's like, well, Alfred, his his you know his aunt isn't here or whatever, and then like 
well, let's just get him out of here. He's not going to get with Daisy anyways. Let's give him a job. And it's like, well, well, Ivy isn't there for Alfred. She isn't really doing much. Let's get rid of her. And then, like, let's keep, keep Jimmy on the next season. He's mm-hmm. he's handsome. Maybe we'll do something. Maybe we'll hook up with someone. He hooks up with someone, and it's like, all right, bye-bye. Bye. You, you fulfill... He's a checkoff gun. We've been waiting for him to, like, get it on with someone. He finally did. Some random woman. And I wish it was someone in the house. I wish it was someone like a Rose or, I don't know, Pat Moore. Pat Moore? Why not? Shake up downstairs. Or, like... Like a power you want to get you want to get rid of Ivy, oh, both he, of oh, them together. Hughes and Jimmy would have been a good couple, power Dude, couple. You, come on, come on, show some respect. I'm just saying though, if you want to climb the ladder, Hughes has got the keys. She literally has the keys. I think you want to get rid of Ivy. You just write them off together, clean sweep. You can't do this. Yet. But he's not a man to be locked down. Well, well, we'll never know. Bye, Jimmy. But he got a good reference though. That's true. He does get a good reference. It's definitely from Thomas, at least. Um, no, Lord Grantham said in the end of the last episode, like, give him a good reference. I don't want any blowback from this. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. So, all right. Uh, so the episode begins with uh, Thomas sending off Jimmy. In a very sweet scene. Yeah. Like, this is a really good relationship to, to unfortunately not change the characters involved. Aside from Jimmy becoming more, more accepting of, of a gay man in 1924. The only thing is, like, Jimmy apologizes to Thomas for putting him through something. And it's like, no, no, Thomas kind of puts you through it. I mean, okay. ultimately, it is it is the fault of Thomas and O'Brien that those things happen. Thomas yeah. for making those decisions, and O'Brien for lying and saying that Jimmy kept like Leading wanting it. Yeah. So I yeah I don't get why Jimmy had to but apologize. That's, it's like I, I feel like a lot of people, and I'm seeing this on Reddit now that I browse the Downton Abbey subreddit. People seem to think that Thomas is is a he he's the attacker here. He's the real antagonist, and what he did was terrible. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's creepy, and we've discussed this at length. Yeah, O'Brien is the bad one there. Yeah. O'Brien is the she awful one. She she kept it alive. Yeah, because she manipulated Thomas, knowing how shameful he feels about his lifestyle. Mm-hmm. But Jimmy, you Hard, know, hardly knew you. Really, really sweet little scene of. Uh, at least they end as friends. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It is kind of funny that that J- Barrow does say, "I'm sad to see the back of you." Hmm. Not previously, he was happy to see the back. Hey, of you. hey man, <laughs> hey man. Uh, he's crying too. He's almost yeah. crying. Yeah, and uh, Jimmy says, "I hope you'll find happiness." And that's a very, you know, like J- Jimmy. That's a very realized statement. Yeah. To say to a gay man in 1924, like, your life is going to be difficult, but I hope you can find happiness somehow. Yeah, which which is a real nice sentiment. Um, and then uh, how does this follow up? We we see Daisy saying like, "Oh man, we won't have a doll face around." And Pat Moore's like, "Well, we got Mister Mosley." Yep. <laughs> oh man, poor Mosley. Um, but they do tie back around the uh, Thomas at the end, where we see him talking with Anna, and like he really does feel beside himself. Like you know, he doesn't have any friends anymore in the house. Mm-hmm. as much as he tries and like you, I, you get the sense that I think he does want to like you said he, he hasn't changed I think he does want to I be, think he wants to change but he doesn't he doesn't know to. how to yeah he, he's addicted to whatever well he just he just he's addicted to whatever makes him be I he's mean a, I don't know if he's addicted so much as he that's the only thing he knows how to do is just make trouble for other people yeah, manipulate because people. all he sees is trouble why not make trouble for everyone else mm-hmm. and speaking of that trouble mm-hmm. ability. sure trouble the stuff with Baxter gets fleshed out a little bit. Does it? <laughs> well, we just find out a little more what she stole. She continues to double down on the fact that there was no motivation. She just did it for the money. 
I don't think it's true. This I think is, there's some motivation. This is Julian. This money. is if you want to say Julian books it this week to week. week. This, is, this week is week to week. So he tells Cora last week, and this this week, uh, Baxter tells Mosley. No, Thomas tells Mosley in oh, a really right. silly scene of Thomas like sitting reading a newspaper, like. I'm gonna tell you this stuff right now, and you don't want to hear it. <laughs> oh, I don't believe it! I don't believe it! And then it's, it's, I, I was like, like you don't want to hear what I'm about to tell you, and I'm going to tell you, I don't want to hear it. You're going to hear it. Okay, I'm listening. <laughs> and then we have the single Bates appearance in the episode where he's like, like I could care less about you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever pot you're trying to steer, I'm not here for it or whatever. <laughs> Um, and then he just checks out for the rest of the episode. I think he shows up once to say hey, hey to Anna. Do, oh, he's doesn't he say like has has Mrs. Bates come down yet or something? Mrs. Yeah. Bates, or, yeah. Oh Anna, yeah, yeah, he yeah. Refers to his wife. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's I mean that's really it for Bates. Yeah, but then Mosley spends the entire episode beside himself. Yeah, trying to find out more. And all, all they really do is repeat what she said last week. Is like, yeah, I stole some jewelry. And she gets into specifics. It was a diamond or a ruby and whatever. Some pearl necklaces. Pearl necklaces. But oh my god, I, I love like the. So he pushes um, Baxter to tell him like, what? Why did you do it? And she's like, what does it matter? And he just gives like the most Scooby Doo. Like it, it was like, what the heck? Mostly she's just like, like choke you, on your tongue. You can't change me. And he's <laughs> he's like crying in multiple scenes trying to wrap his head around this. <laughs> He's like, I'm a jailbird, but I'm better now. And he's like, <laughs> <laughs> just come on, speak up. Sad sack Mosley. Like he is yeah. so depressing. Like get over yourself. This girl is single. Looks like she's ready to mingle. If she's a thief, I'm, I think you should be into him, Mosley. That just makes it a little bit more exciting. Yeah, like Mo, with all due respect, he's a 51 year old, 50, 52 year old man. Right. That is uh, clearly, you want to talk about Jimmy and Chekhov's gun. <laughs> Mosley's still got a full chamber. Come on, man. Uh, yeah, yeah, he yeah. Should take whatever's coming his way. He tried for Anna when Bates was in jail. Yeah, yeah. And you can see Baxter's like buttering up uh, Mosley too. Like you know, I, you know, I wish I could like change what happened in the past for you as much as I could, but I can't. But she like, said she'd give a limb for to, him to change that chapter of her life. Yeah, so if she would give a limb for you, Mosley, I'm sure she could give a whole lot more, brother. So just keep the faith. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's and then there's like a one-off scene with Cora being like, "I don't know if I should fire you or not, Baxter." And then that's it. It's like literally like 20 seconds. It's like you've been hanging around for eight weeks, and she said, "You're a jewelry thief who takes care of my jewelry." <laughs> Let me reiterate what I what we went over last week. <laughs> Let's talk about this same plot point we're talking about. Every scene with you or Mosley in it. Yeah. So, that's that. Uh, what else is going on downstairs? We got Daisy. Uh, with her to... books. Yeah, she got some books. She got a new teacher. Yeah, because Miss Patmore, she wants to help Daisy. She sees that she does not know how to do math, and she needs some help. Who so Who do we get? Who do you call? Bunting. Bunting. By Ugh. the way, I, I think I put Bunting so many times on my phone, it keeps auto-correcting to Button from Bunting. So now it's just, I'm just stuck calling her Button. Um, but Miss Bunting, <laughs> uh, again, uh, is there teaching her mathematics. Yep. And Daisy's like, wow, I'm learning. <laughs> yeah. Look at me. <laughs> well, look at the magic of education. Um, now, uh, Patmore is questioning her own decisions because she's like, 
did I just make more work for myself by making her smarter? Yeah, because the only time that a bunting yeah. can come over is after school, which is before dinner. Yeah. So it's just stressful. Yeah. Now, Dave, I think you said this in like when we were talking about like season one or two, that you thought Daisy is a bit of a simpleton or like she does not... She's not that bright or whatever. And I was like, well, maybe. Maybe she's a little bit more than you give her credit for. But I think this episode fully reveals, oh, no, you're right. She, she's. I don't think she came from anything. I think she was. Yeah. I, I think life probably chewed her up and spit her out on the front door of Downton. Yeah. Because I think she's supposed to be like like 13 or 14 when she the show like starts. A, she's supposed to be a child. Yeah, she's like infantile when you think about season one to like where she is now. She's yeah. like had to go through the entire growing up experience. Either that or she's 30 now, which there's no way. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, yeah. And if then she's a slow learner, which is true to her character, I guess. Um, Well, hopefully she learns to do, you know, two plus two by the end of the season. I don't know. Yeah. So, I mean, there's really not too much with that. Yeah. Good for her. She's though. learning. Yeah. Uh, The other biggest plot, though, going on downstairs, though. Carson following up on last week right the monument yeah that's kind of an upstairs and downstairs thing should we talk about it yeah well i feel like this is a very uh this is a very trans is, it's a very bare bones episode transitional like, yeah setting up bigger stories like daisy learning multiplication later down the line yeah uh, she's done double digit math <laughs> um so yeah we see at the beginning episode they're wanting to put a memorial on the cricket field yeah, they want to do a garden. They want to get rid of the cricket yeah. field. The cricket pitch. Yeah. Which, as we know, Robert is the biggest cricket fan. But is this I don't think this is where they played the cricket game. I think though. it is. I think it is. I mean, where else are you gonna go where they have like the sign already there and stuff? But did they have the sign for the one? Yeah. Oh, I don't remember. I'm, I'm pretty sure they did. Uh, well, it looks pretty run down for a cricket pitch. Yeah. So whatever when however much time has passed, they have not maintained it. Mm-hmm. But they do propose moving the cricket pitch. Right. But even then, that like, like kind of ruffles Robert's thought. Like, you know, he he, he wants a monument in the middle of town. Which, I mean, when you're hearing this conversation, where did you side? I really liked the sentiment of the people that said make a garden. Yeah. But then I think there's two different purposes for a memorial. Mm-hmm. And one is to just sort of be a beacon in the middle of your town, and the other is indeed to be a, reflect, a reflecting place. Yeah. So I personally am more drawn to like going to a special place to go and be there. Yeah. But I, I think, historically speaking, go with the one in the middle of town. Yeah, and I think it makes more sense for the one in the middle of town because, again, it's just this is just a random area. You know, like Robert makes reference to other towns that have a memorial in the center of town. It's, it's not like it's the World War One memorial to go reflect. So mm-hmm. might as well just put it in the middle of town. That made sense to me, especially... If you're just passing through, you don't have to go out of your way to go visit this thing. Like, mm-hmm. but Carson I, wants it on the cricket pitch. Yeah, maybe it's just us knowing that World War II happens. It's like you need to save some room for more <laughs> memorials. A lot of a lot of terrible things are going to happen in humanity. Yeah, just wait. Uh, but yeah, Carson is like, no, right here. This seems perfect. And he he's conflicted, disagreeing with Lord Grantham. Mm-hmm. But Mrs. Hughes agrees with Lord Grantham. Which is interesting because that sets Carson even more sideways than disagreeing with Robert. Mm-hmm. And I think this is where we start to see like, oh wow, Carson does really care that much about Hughes. Where like that will bend him out of shape more than yeah. He says that he Robert. really hates not being in agreement with her. Yeah, which is kind of funny because so many times during the show we see them disagreeing, mm-hmm. like a married couple. Anyways, like, <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, 
Carson and Robert, there's like some moments in the episode where like, oh, how's it going with the memorial? Uh, We're figuring it out. (laughs) Uh, They just don't want to cause a scene in front of everybody. Right, right. Uh, But then they go to town to prospect where they could set down the the memorial. Uh, Robert brings Isis with him there too, you know, play in the field. Good episode for Isis. Good episode for Isis. More on that later. Yeah. Uh, And someone comes across and says, Oh yeah, I'm just my brother over there goes and or husband looks goes to the I think grave. It's the child goes to visit the grave of his father who died in the war. Yeah, which all of a sudden it clicks like, oh yeah, maybe we should have a more memorial here close to the gravestones of those who actually fallen. And that's it. That's it. That's Carson great. is a changed man. Yeah, and then he just says to Mrs. Uh, Hughes, like we we are in agreement once again. Yeah. Now, how do you feel about? This is like one of the first things we see Carson take on outside the manor. Like he, he's like put in a position of like you know respect. He doesn't land the land the land the whole thing. He he doesn't see it all the way through. Robert ends up kind of getting a little bit of his way because I mean it makes more sense. But I think the family he learns a lesson. Mm-hmm. I think Carson, <clears throat> and we see this in other aspects of the episode. Carson doesn't want to to bend. Yeah. But he bends. Yeah. So I think that's, I think it's a a character growth. Yeah. And I think it also shows a little bit how rigid Carson is inside the house. And it kind of bleeds over into his real life there, Mm -hmm. too, with making decisions with other people. So, uh, and that's probably why he's so devout, anyways, and doesn't change. So we'll see how that, if, when they build the memorial, how that goes. Yeah. Um, what else is going on? Edith is, uh, Edith. She's go, she goes over to see her daughter. Marigold. I think uh was it Lady Edith on Instagram, Edith Chic. Uh she compares Edith photos of Edith to actual fashion of the the nineteen twenties. Mm-hmm. They asked, uh, what's your favorite season of Downton? And I commented, any season where Edith is happy. Uh so which one is that? None. <laughs> uh she's happy in two. She has a sense of purpose. Yeah. By the end of three she's okay because she's got Gregson. Gregson. Yeah, I sure. Yeah. I'd say two is probably most cons- well, two has the cousin. Cousin throws her for yeah, a loop. Three, three ends on her strongest note. So, well, as of now, as of now. Uh, so, anyways, yeah, she's visiting this kid still, and the Drews are really. Uh, Mister Drew is in a pickle, but he yeah. he won't. I don't get why he won't confide in his wife. Yeah. So this is the hatching of the plan that they agreed to last week after she burned the house down. And Edith is going to take a, a part in the life of her daughter. Mm-hmm. Marigold. Financially. Yeah. And she'll spend time with her. Mm-hmm. Cora and Robert think, she tells them in a pretty strange scene where they're like, okay, do whatever you want with your money. That's fine. Yeah. She went, and, she, she took a liking to this foundling, as they call her. <laughs> yeah. They just found her. Uh, yeah. So she, yeah, she tells Robert and Cora, and then she tells Mr. Drew and Mrs. Drew, and... Mrs. Drew is mad. She's like annoyed. I get it. They're the ones doing all the hard work with raising this kid. She just comes over for a couple hours every day and be like, oh, hey, little girl. And Mr. Drew tries to say things like, yeah, but, you know, she doesn't have anybody. And then Mrs. Drew's like, she's got a, she got us. Yeah. We're her family. I, I love it, too. And Edith is like, I could be the godmother. And she's like, we already got a godmother. She was christened with one. And it's like, how does Edith not know this? Like, how out of the picture is Edith here, really? I think pretty out of the picture. Because if you don't know she has a godmother, you're you're not you're you're not, not qualified away. to be a godmother. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, 
I wonder how long this is going to go on for. Probably a long time. Probably, that baby... probably a season or two. Or till that baby's like of age? No. <laughs> <laughs> Just for 20 years? Just stop coming over to visit. <laughs> well, I wonder if Mrs. Drew still thinks that there's a crush. I think uh, Mrs. Drew would see. Mm-hmm. They have other three other boys. Yeah, and she's just there to to put. to fawn over her this little girl. Yeah, Mrs. Drew and Mr. Drew, you you should trust your spouse. Mm-hmm. Mr. Drew should have told her. Yeah, but the big concern is what happens when Edith has another child. Will she? You know. Well, that ain't happening but, anytime soon. But that's the thing is, so Robert and Cora like have that conversation. Like, oh man, like what if she has another kid and she becomes bored with this one girl? It's like. Robert and Cora, like a few years ago, you were saying like, man, that Edith, she's not going anywhere. <laughs> so she's done a lot to get, I guess, to bolster her like stock with them in terms of child bearing. Um, yeah. She also made a comment that she has money from her articles, which is like, oh, yeah, Edith. You, you do have a job. She does things. Yeah. There is a great. They, they don't pay attention to you, but you do things. Yeah. Um, there was that great exchange though in the beginning of the episode where Edith was like, uh, I'm so sorry for what happened. I'm so stupid. And like Mary's like, yeah, you are stupid. <laughs> yeah. uh, but. And did you notice that uh, there's a scene where they're like cleaning up the room and they lift up a pillow mm-hmm. and there's a photo. I think it's of a kid. Yeah. Uh, that must be Marigold. Oh, Anna and, uh, and Hughes, Anna and find, Hughes it. find it. So I'm, I'm, I'm sure that will play out more, but I, I just kind of assumed in the moment it would play out in the episode and it does not. Yeah, yeah. Well, so Edith is, you know, things are looking up for having a relationship with the kid, but mm-hmm. you know, we're still struggling. Yeah. What else? Lord Merton, Hughes, or Lord Merton, Isabel, and Violet are still kind of at it. Yeah, this feels completely removed from everything else in the episode. Um, which is fine, week by week. <clears throat> uh, <laughs> yeah, he invites up uh, Isabel and Violet to visit his manor. Yeah, not before we have a scene with Clarkson mm-hmm. talking about insulin. Yeah, how you can like, <laughs> like now diabetes is not a death sentence. Yeah, you can keep it in check. So like, what? <laughs> that literally serves no purpose other than a timestamp, perhaps. Yeah, that, they talk that, about like Russia being taken over or something like that. Yeah, in the York. refugees. Yeah, yeah. It's like okay, good to know. Um, but anyways, yeah, he calls up these two to have like an awkward like um third wheel thing where I think Merton's still smitten with Isabel. But Isabel's trying to say like, I know what you guys are playing with me, but what if it's you, Violet, that yeah. he really wants? And she's like, no. <laughs> and it's just awkward and, and short and brief. And... That's it. But there is one like good line where uh, Clarkson's like, I hear the summer in the summertime, the garden's beautiful. And then uh, Violet says, oh, that'll be the worm on the hook to get me to go with Merton or whatever. Like... Yeah, nothing like a nice garden. But yeah, that's pretty much it to that entire storyline. Yeah. Uh, there's really not too, too much in this episode. Well, there's the wireless. There's the, yeah, the, the wireless. The yeah. radio. So Rose keeps badgering on about having a wireless in the household. And uh, This which, is in the episode description on Amazon. I saw it and it's like, R- Lady Rose wants a, a radio. And I was like, well, let's see how this goes as the A plot. I was so confused as to what they were talking about initially. I was like, what's a wireless? What are you talking about? Like, I, I wrote violin because I thought they were saying violin because she talked about tuning it and it's improved. But no, they, they, it's a radio. It's a radio. And they just get a radio. And the, well, they it, realize that... They do play it humorously where like she suggests wireless and Robert's like, no. No, but it cuts yeah. off Rose. 
And then they have it at the end of the because what swings it around is that um, the king, the king's speech. Yeah, he's making a speech, uh, unveiling something, and so they decide to all tune in. That's not the the king's speech, right? No, 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 no. That came what year in, does that take place? Like, not the film. No, 1930s, I think. Well, this is it. Could t- ten years earlier. Yeah, I don't think it's that speech. Um, but it, it, there's a bit of humor around it, though. Like they get it in there, and they're like, "Why is it so wireless? There's so many wires." Uh, yeah, Pat, and they're like, if I touch this, will it shock me? If is this the kind of thing where they can hear me through it? <laughs> Patmore says it, I, it's all Patmore saying those things too. <laughs> Do you, can they hear us through this? And Daisy's like, I don't think it works that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, and Violet stands for the king's speech too. They all, all the yeah, all upstairs stands. people stand. Yeah, but that's the thing that swings Robert around on getting this. Is like, well, if the king likes it, it's okay. Because even like Carson says, I don't think we should have it. It's the which is like I think the most inter- interesting interaction in the episode where. Uh, Carson says, like, it's just a fad or whatever, and the king is just giving in to, you know, this fad. So Doesn't Lord Grantham say that? I thought it was Carson. And Gar- Grantham's like, are you being critical of the king and his choices? Yeah, Carson's like, he's giving in the pressure or whatever, but um, Robert's like, you know, he's embracing the change. There's like, so many people using it, I guess. But then uh, at the end of the episode, they're like, are we going to return it? And Lord Grantham's like, no, put it in the small library. And, and then, like, uh, bro says, thank you for changing your mind. And Robert's like, I, I never said no to it. <laughs> but great, uh, sh- great dad moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So That's like a great Tim the Tool Man, like, uh, I never did that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Good old Tim Allen. All right, so that was that storyline, which is they have a radio in the household in Downton now. I like that. And I, I found that I think this is a common occurrence whenever there's something that's being done. Daisy and Miss Patmore are like out of place, like looming around. Mm-hmm. It's like they just show them setting up the thing, and it's just two kitchen staff. Yeah, because why would they be up there otherwise? Yeah, like, it's not like well, they're they're footmen or maids that are like they milling do, about. They are pretty shorthanded. As uh, Mosley asks, like, do I get to replace uh, Jimmy as the first footman? And Carson says, "Well, you can be the first, second, and the last footman for all I care." <laughs> it's a <like> stone cold. <laughs> yeah, it's it, the last footman that we need in this house. What? <laughs> One more footman. That's all we needed. Uh, and Hughes is like, at this rate, we may not have any more footmen after you. Yeah, the t- she says the times are changing, so you're just the footman. Yeah. So big ups to Mosley. You got a promotion, dude. Kind of. He's probably not seeing any more money. No, he's probably not. <laughs> um, so the biggest, I uh, think, thing upstairs is that uh, uh, Blake is coming to town. Yeah, the Blake Blake is a two tiered story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we know that Mary's going on her little uh, little freaky vacation. Yeah, she's going to go hang out with Annabelle Portsmouth and see the town. Yeah, see the sketch. fields. Yes, we're going to stop and sketch. Yeah, someone says the like, last character that was on a sketching journey was Mr. Gregson. Air quotes around sketching. And someone says like that's following them around. <laughs> they say it's like rather bohemian of her to go do that. It's like oh, but just we just wait till you know what she's actually doing. It ain't sketching. So she is. Uh, well, no, we'll get back to that. Um, Blake is is back. Blake's got a new face. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he's been gone for a, a little while. He alludes to he hasn't seen her since the end of season three or four, rather. Yeah, and I I was immediately like, this is the one that you should go with. As soon as he shows up, I'm like, this guy's awesome. He knows himself. He's a little down. You know, he he's. He's not like in the best of spirits. You he's can tell. He's self-deprecating. Yeah. yeah, you can tell that he's not happy that he lost, but he's there to sort of see her off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he's like, you know, if I lost the battle, like, it's so weird the way they frame it. She's like, I'm coming out of my mist. Yeah, and he and says it, the mist is clearing around the live and supple figure of Tony Gilliam. Yeah, <laughs> a um, man says that. Yeah, but he's like, 
he, you know, he's okay with it. He's wishing her well, <laughs> but he like he does say like hey, you could probably do better, you know, like you know, not to say me, but you can do better. <laughs> he's, he's like tr- he's not like bowing out, but he's bowing out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, he suggests and puts in her head that you can definitely see Irkser is that the guy's not as clever as you. He's not on the same level in terms of like wit. Yeah, yeah. He says uh, you're cleverer than he is, and then she's like, no, he's cleverer than than I am. And then he says, well, when he was right. <laughs> We'll just disagree. I think Blake is a a good dude. Yeah, I like him a lot. I think she should go with Blake. I think he's got the level-headedness of Branson, Mm -hmm. but he's got the money of, like, Matthew. Yeah. He is like Matthew. Yeah. But a little bit more progressive in his thought process than, well, I guess Matthew, we never really got to see Matthew blossom. Mm -hmm. He's a lot like Matthew then. Yeah. Yeah, because he also gets involved with the business. He handles it, like, Mm -hmm. hands-on. Gillingham is just too standard of like a aristocrat, like rich man, like okay, mm-hmm. cool man. And there's a brief uh, Blake talks a little sex talk with Mary very briefly. He's like, "It's the difference between sex or love," and he like drops the mic and walks out. He's <laughs> like, "You know what? I'll take the L, but just know, <laughs> I know what you're up to, Lady Mary." It's the question since the beginning of the time, as he says, uh, and hopefully Mary gets to answer that soon. Yeah, uh, but you know who Blake brought with him? Mister Bricker. Mr. Bricker. Richard E. Grant, Oscar nominee, nominated. Very timely showing up right now, right? Uh, well, we're recording this. He may be an Oscar winner by the time. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Richard E. Grant uh, of Will You Ever Forgive Me and with Nail and I. Uh, he is and with, I think he's in Fargo, right? The show? He's been in a lot of things. He's in Game of Thrones. Richard E. Grant is. Who is he in Game of Thrones? I don't know. He shows up. He's, he's in Girls also. The TV oh, yeah, show. that's right. He's the one that's married to, what's her name? Uh, yeah. He's, he's married to the the... Oh, Free spirit Kirk. one. Yeah, yeah. Lola, or Lola Kirk? Jemima Kirk? Jemima. Jemima. Yeah, yeah. But he, he's got eyes for someone else this time around. Well, a Depends painting. Depends on who you ask. He's, he's there to see a painting. And then he sees more than just a painting. He sees Cora. And he's a creep. <laughs> he's a, he's a <laughs> generally creepy looking... He has a creepy way about him. He, he looks always a little gaunt, like a little deathly. Yeah, he looks like Tim Burton would cast him in every movie. And he probably has. I think he has been in a few. I don't, I don't know. I don't have his IMDb in front of me, but I, I believe it. Uh, but he's very brown, as someone says. He's got a little bit of a tan. Yeah, he was in... Uh, yeah, he said where he was, but I didn't write it down. Mm-hmm. But uh, he, he's flirting with Cora, and Robert comes in and catches them. But he don't think that's what's going on, though. <laughs> yeah, he, he gets hot. He gets real heated. Uh he says, he says, tell your friend Bricker to stop flirting with ISIS. Yeah. He says, don't get between a man and his dog. I mean, what what would you think is more offensive? If someone were to come in here and flirt with your girlfriend, Lisa, or flirt with your, your cat, Harley? My girlfriend. <laughs> you don't take offense to people flirting with your cat? I mean, that'd be strange. <laughs> Cats are different than, do- than dogs, though. That's true. That's true. Trying to because they, they're a man's best friend, they could lure him away. Isis probably should have told Robert what was going on. What if there's a twist that Isis talks to Robert? <laughs> we find this out next season or something like hey that. Man, <laughs> you should have seen what he was up to. <laughs> he really liked me, <laughs> along with the art. <laughs> but Bricker's Bricker's planting some seeds. Yeah, he's probably gonna be sticking around a little bit. I think. Yeah, with no. There's and she says, "Come back and see more paintings." He's like, "Oh, I I'm, will. I'm into it." Is he in Harry Potter at all? No, I don't think so. I think he just has that look about him. Yeah, no. Uh, 
Otherwise, I mean, we really didn't touch on it, but they kind of run back the whole thing about Branson turning again, like going back to his. Oh old... yeah, there's um, yeah, there. Uh, what is they? They get into a, a bit of a screaming match at, at dinner again about Ireland and England and all the yeah. people that were killed on either side, and mm-hmm. you know, Robert's like, I didn't personally do this thing, and then uh, Branson's like, I didn't personally do this thing, and they're kind of like, well, oh yeah, because yeah. England shot the Archduke Ferdinand or whatever. No, that's that's. World War One. They're talking about like the I thought England they... Ireland stuff. Oh, okay. And then, but like Robert's... Branson could care less about. That. Yeah, He's... Robert's like, did I was I, do I represent England when they shot them or whatever? Yeah, they, yeah, because the English yeah. English and the Irish don't get along very much, as and... we know from Branson's earlier life activities. I, I love it when Robert finds out that Bun- Bunting is in the building uh, teaching uh, Daisy. Good lord, <laughs> must we? <laughs> and then keep her out of here. Yeah, they want to give her dinner, and then. Uh, <laughs> Robert says, every time we entertain her, do we have to invite... Every time we have entertainment, must we invite the Tin Pot Rosa Luxemburg? <laughs> that, I don't and then even... they say, like, who is Rosa Luxemburg? Yeah. She's a communist who died, got shot or something like that, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, like, do we want that to happen? And Robert's like, yeah. He literally yeah, is like, he, yeah, that wouldn't be the worst thing to happen. And all <laughs> of us are like... Yeah, Robert, yeah I mean, I'm kind of on your side, man. This girl is not good. And then there's, like, the, the before bed talk where Robert says, poor Tom... Nothing but a ventriloquist dummy with that woman's words spewing out of his mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like he gets hot. So this is like on the head. This is become before or after he's hot. This is all with like the dog being flirted with. He is hot. Yeah. He's like if they take if they take Sibby to America to live in the sewers, that's not going to happen. And Cora's like, just calm down, man. I just like that he thinks that he's just going to go live in the sewers when he comes to America <laughs> with Miss Bunting and his daughter. Like that just does, that does. Come on, Robert. Uh, have more sense than that. Yeah. Well, on to the main event. Well, it's not really a main event. Mary goes away. Oh yeah, to a hotel. Well, because Anna had to go. Oh jeez. So they have an extended sequence where I didn't even know what they were talking about. Like Mary's like, "You gotta get this thing for me, Anna." And I thought they were talking about like I don't know negligee or something like nice to wear at night or whatever. And it's like, oh no, contraception. We we know that book. We remember that book. Miss Snopes, the Miss Snopes book. Do you think it was left there? Do you, yeah, what's her name? Uh, Braithwaite? Yeah. Bra- Braithwaite's copy? No. I think Mary could probably be. got it. It could be. Maybe. Why not? I mean, maybe, yeah. But she's talking about, like, you got to go do this. Yeah, and then... You got you to do it for me. And Anna's like, I don't want to do Anna's this. Anna's like, I'm married, so I can I can do it. Yeah. There's no controversy around it. But she doesn't it. support Mary in this whole, like, premarital sex thing. Yeah. Yeah. But the whole scene is bizarre. But and then she's like, "Thank God I'm not." Um, the, it's a really weird like pre sequence where uh, what is it? Um, uh, where Anna goes? She goes to the store and she has them like, before they go to the store. Anna, yeah, they're talking about like what leads to the discussion of going to buy the birth control mm-hmm. methods. Anna's like, "You're going away for a week. Just be careful with your clothes. I know you can get dressed by yourself." And Mary just goes. And Mary goes, well, he can help me. And then Anna goes, well, like, I hope I never write those memoirs. Oh, boy. It's like, I'm hearing this stuff. Yeah. And Mary's like, look, times are changing. I'm down. Like, we're going to, like, you You may be, like, who are you? And it's, it's, yeah. like, every time they say that, it's like, come on, man. Yeah. yeah so yeah. Anna has to go to the store. And it is Ask for the worst. Yeah, she asked for a female clerk. And the female clerk is like, investigating her like why it's do like you a need nun. this <laughs> yeah you're married you don't you don't need this and like it, anna has to like, keep coming up with excuses and she says, like there's always abstinence yeah 
I'm sick. And if I have another baby, it'll go wrong. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Here you go. Like, and then like, she like wants to get out of the store and like, they put it in a brown paper bag. It's not like anyone else will know what she's buying. Cause like another man walks in the store and she's like, Oh, it's What's like, this, these people are not nice to her. Yeah. 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 Well, she gets out of there and she gives it to Mary. Yep. And Mary shows up in London. Not for mm. Annabelle. London. She's in Liverpool. Li- okay. Liverpool. Well, and the guy at the counter Gilliam. says, he says, my name is Bill Lennon, the bellhop here. <laughs> no. you know, I'm Joe McCartney. <laughs> <laughs> so the Beatles' parents are there. That's right. <laughs> I didn't really expect that to happen this episode. Yeah, what a tip of the hat. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're going to be playing on the wireless soon enough. Just yeah. tune in. Um, Our son is going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> Just stick around. Um, so, yeah, Gillingham's there, and he makes some, like, you know, sexy talk. It's like, well, it's a, it's a, there's no secret names. There's no code names. No, it's like, we're going to have to go to dinner. It's going to be great. And then we're going to come back here. Well, there's a, we, you're missing the big reveal of they have adjoined rooms and it's like, oh, yeah. there's a knock on the adjoined room door. Mary turns her head and opens it and there's Tony. Yeah. Just what's well, up, I, Tony? Yeah. Hey there. It'd be uh, great if it was Blake there. Like, it's me instead. I, Mary, well, Mary would be like, well, oh, well, that's the thing. I was playing, watching with such darkened settings on my iPad. I actually thought it was Blake for a, se- a second before I squinted at the screen and I realized, oh, that's Gilliam. Because they, they look similar. They're, you know, white with dark hair, mm-hmm. similar height. Yeah. So when you guys are watching this at home or on iPad, just watch that full brightness to make sure you're seeing who's supposed to be there. Yeah. There's one scene where, like, uh, Branson's walking, uh, bunting out to the car and they show Mosley for a second and I had to like why are they showing Mosley there he's just standing there it's like oh he's at the car that he's leading her to but anyways watch with full brightness when you watch Downton Abbey uh, I think that covers it in terms of, well wait oh, there's does, does not no, cover it there's one big there's a twist well, this is week to week if there was ever a week to week of like we need to keep people tuned in for next week this is it I thought we were done with this I thought we moved on nope no a cop shows up, mm-hmm. and he says, there was a man here who was murdered. Well, he doesn't say that. Well, there was a man, there's a crime, and they need to ask some questions. And he's like... They want to know if anyone remembers Mr. Green, because mm-hmm. there's a witness. There's, And then it just shows Mrs. Hughes. Yeah. <gasps> and that's the end of that episode. So, I just want to be so done with this Mr. Green stuff. I don't care. We don't need... Bates to rehash the same story. I thought that was the whole thing. Is like leave that nastiness in season four. Like I, I, it just goes to show, fellows didn't learn anything from like oh our fa- maybe the fans don't like this storyline. Let's bring it back. <laughs> it shows how I think fellows might have peaked in season three. Yeah, because I mean, again, we got Anna being run through the mud this episode just to buy you know some you know some stuff. 1920s birth control also methods. what is this stuff because like they're saying like we could read this book i don't want to she mentions like a fastening belt it's like what what is this thing that she's putting on down there yeah i don't know <laughs> like it seems pretty involved um so anyways that's uh that's this week that's season two episode uh that's episode two season five was it a good episode was it even an episode it was so just you know in between with everything it's it's a lot of table setting, yeah. For what's to come, yeah. I, don't start anyone on down with this episode, but it is what the show is. Essentially, yeah. If you're here on a low level, if you miss this episode and then watch the next one and watch like the the two minute preview of what happened, you would be fine. Yeah, yeah, I think so. 
So uh, any any quotes from this episode? Any notable quotes? I feel like there's a few, but there was so much going on. It was hard to take down notes in this episode. Um, uh, there's a bit where Branson says, I feel, or they're talking, and then I, th- I believe Robert says, I feel sorry for those exiled from their country. Or no, mm. Branson says that. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, yeah, they're talking about the Russians. Right, right. In the in in England. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's... Uh, Oh, the thing I alluded to before is uh, Edith saying, I feel like such an idiot. And Mary says, maybe because you behaved like such an idiot. <laughs> yeah, that's that's some good sibling. Maybe you fell asleep crying <laughs> like an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. Where is Edith even sleeping? Did they mention that? They they did, but uh, they never they never clarified where she will be like go permanently sleeping. Go stay with the Jews. Go, go hang with the Jews. Yeah, great. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> after the, the uh, blow up at the dinner between Robert and Branson... Mary says this is a lively exchange of views because Bricker's like, oh, or Bricker says that. Yeah. And it's like, well, this is just, uh, is this just what you do for dinner talk? It's a very right. fun little bit. Yeah, like an outsider coming into that. Um, when they announce that Blake and Bricker's are coming, Robert says, what is this, an hotel? Yeah. And Cora's like, you've made that joke already. <laughs> it's like, it, it's funny. I think they have made that joke. It's like Julian Fellows just kind of like getting lazy. Like, I'm just going to make the same joke. It works. Yeah. He says, do people think we're some kind of hotel that never presents a bill? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Bricker stays and Blake stays. Oh, and d- d- back to that scene at the dinner table. Uh, Mary says, it's around this time that Robert fetches his gun, which I thought was like, <laughs> oh, boy. That's a that's a joke. So, yeah. Well, they want to get into these power rankings then? Yeah, let, let's let's start. Uh, who is Who's down for you? Number three, I got Blake. Yeah, I, I I thought about that too, but I feel like he's taking too many L's. And I don't think that he really got the L. I think he planned, he incepted Mary, which is I think that's why he's number three. Okay, I think there's there's he's not the biggest loser, mm-hmm. but he's he's not winning. There was I struggled this week with the rankings because there's a lot of in betweeners. This is a very in between episode. Yeah, yeah. So I, at number three, I have Jimmy. He's being sent out. He doesn't have a job. I mean, it, it happened last week, but like he doesn't have he a job. He had his bye bye moment. Yeah, that's it. Bye bye, Jimmy. Hardly knew you. Yeah, well, number two, I have Barrow. I have Barrow, too. He's still two. recovering from losing Jimmy. Yeah. Getting put in his place by Baxter. He even brings that up. He's like, you almost got me sacked, Baxter. Yeah, and he's all alone. Like, you do actually, I felt sympathy for him a little bit. You feel sympathetic towards him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's all alone. But number one, I have Carson. Carson? You don't have Carson. No. This is, again, I mean, I thought we were locked up. Okay, <laughs> who's your number one? No, why do you have Carson on number one? He he loses out to Robert in terms of the memorial thing. He's out of step with Hughes for most of the episode, and then also he disagrees with Robert on the wireless and like whether they should have it, and they get the wireless anyways. I feel like he's he changes his tune because of that family though, so I don't think that's a loss as much of a realization. Yeah, that's true, but, but he, that's what you want. It's his first appointment in power, and he doesn't really flex much. So, yeah, I think the, the crybabies had the worst week. Who's that? Mosley. What? He just cries the whole <laughs> He's crying. Just because he can't speak. <laughs> no, but he's a little baby. It's like Baxter's like. He's in love. He's Baxter's in love with like, this woman. Do not get, like, don't worry. Like, you've been so forgiving in the past over something that you knew happened. Nah. And now you just, you won't leave it alone. How dare you? In the week that he gets promoted the first footman. <laughs> like, the he worst doesn't week. get promoted. He, he asks about what his position is. And Carson's like, 
Whatever, fine. It's a good. Uh, well, yeah, take the bad with the good. What do you have? You probably have him at number one. Hell, <laughs> he's not on my up. He's not. No, he didn't have a good week. I ain't saying that. <laughs> he, he weeps every time you see him. He's crying. <laughs> yeah, that's why he's not number one. Okay, but he didn't have a bad week. I thought. All right. Well, who's who's up? Welcome to the power rankings. This is a new one. ISIS. You, ISIS. <laughs> ISIS had a great week. Okay, <laughs> she had allegedly a man lusting for. <laughs> okay, is it? She's a female dog, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, because of that, Robert's going to show extra affection to Isis to make her feel wanted and everything. That's why we see her out in the town with him when they're going to the <laughs> memorial. He's taking Isis around because he's like, wait a second. I need to double down on this dog yeah. love. So that dog is getting some extra love. So welcome to the Power Rankings, Isis. You're going to have a great year. I think I had Isis with an honorable mention, but this <laughs> is officially Isis's first entry. Yeah. It's about time. He's overdue. She's overdue. I have Edith at number three. Really? Things what? are going for, you know, she's, she's, her arrangement is working. Dude, she's like home wrecking without even home wrecking. It's not That's, good. It doesn't matter what the, what's happening to the people around her. I mean, what matters what's happening to her. All right, man. All right. She's got money. She, her family's on board with what she's doing. She ain't sleeping in her room. People have found a picture of her baby, but she's having a good week. Yeah, she got a better week than a dog. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> she ain't getting dog business. <laughs> Just uh, <laughs> you ride or die for Mosley. And he put a dog over Mosley. I mean, Isis had a better week. It's, it's not arguable. Did Isis have a better week than Mosley? I said Mosley had a bad week. Yeah, he said so, he had the worst so week. So did Isis have a better week? You said he got promoted, so I think by default, he's a human. So you think Mosley had, had a better week complex. than Isis? Yes. Okay. All right. Isis is a set piece. No, he Isis is in the freaking intro every week. What are you talking about? I, <laughs> yeah, so is the house. So are there bells? Did you think of a bell third place? I mean, when we went to the Downton Abbey exhibit, those were prominently on display. Should have had the dog skeleton. <laughs> they should have. If that dog is is is, I, I am surprised they didn't, away. they didn't have a stuffed dog when we went there. That would have been curious. Like, yeah. Do you think that Isis. they would uh, taxidermize? The dog who plays Isis. Yes. When it dies. It's, Isis is iconic. How many dogs play Isis? Oh, that's a good question. Like four? <laughs> yeah. So all four get taxidermized. One goes to Julian. <laughs> one goes to Miami. Uh, yeah, one goes to the exhibition. One goes yeah. to to you. <laughs> yeah. Well, who, who's number two? Cora. Uh, okay. Good week Elizabeth for Cora. Elizabeth Yeah. So number two, uh, I have Rose. She's got the wireless. Wait, two is not, then where's Cora? What do you oh, you said Cora will get a, a get the, one of the dogs. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Oh, so Cora, Rose, because Rose gets the the radio. Yeah, she gets the radio. She got what she wanted. I guess if Amazon says that's the the A plot. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, <laughs> she deserves it. <laughs> yeah, I had Robert at number two. I thought about it. I thought about it. He gets his way with the memorial. He's mm-hmm. angry, Robert, but he's he's kind of getting things leaning his way. Yeah, it, it was just all the stuff with Branson and. Uh, Bunning that sent him off so much. Yeah, I, I couldn't put it all the way. So, <laughs> so Isis has a good week, but Robert is still middling. Unequivocally, I've, Isis had a great week. Okay, <laughs> I Robert had a mixed week. Okay, but Isis had a good week. Uh, all right. So who's number one? Daisy. She's Daisy. Le- she's learning mathematics, man. Like, wow, it's overdue. Like, good for her. Jeez. What? She's she's learning math. It's huge. She's like an adult. You should know how to do your math. This is like the minor leagues over here for well, your rankings. I mean, it was a really weird week for people. They were they weren't all A pluses in terms of having a great week. Wait, who's your number one? Mary. 
huh? She, we, hey, we don't know if she had a good night yet with uh, Gillingham or not. She got out of that house. Okay, she calls her sister stupid to her face, and no one thinks it's bad. <laughs> yeah, she has Anna do this really filthy, dirty work for her. Yeah, she's it, progressive. It's she's just, feeling Randy. I just feel like she's making the wrong choice with the uh, not closing on Blake. She's uh, yeah, but she gets the she gets the upper hand there. I, does she though? I, I feel think like Blake so. has the upper hand. He intercepted her. How did the episode end with Mary? Something with Gilliam. She's about to eat dinner with Gilliam. Yeah, we don't know if it made it past dinner with them too. We'll see next episode. We'll see. We'll see. We'll open with them at dinner two months later. <laughs> well, this has yeah. been a long meal. <laughs> yeah, just kept going. A lot of preamble. Uh, but yeah, we'll see if ISIS is on the rankings next week. I feel like maybe I should have put Robert in there, but <laughs> I, I think the dogs What's deserve it. Said it's said. It's, it's done. done. It's done. Because now I think about it, in terms of the overarching power rankings, Daisy had a lot of up last year. I don't want to put her too hot. And I'm thinking like long term. Do we want Daisy to keep rising up? You're trying to game our power rankings? Yeah, Daisy. Because Daisy doesn't. She's not going to finish it. Like she's a, a powerhouse. She's in the below for a reason. She's, where, where does Daisy fall in the show characters' importance rankings? <sighs> Is she top ten? Yeah, I think she's. Think she's top. You think she's ten? So we got Robert. Yeah. Okay. So let's let's do Robert Cora. Robert. Robert, Cora, Mary, Edith, Edith, Carson. That's five. Bra- uh, Barrow, Branson, two Toms. That's mm-hmm. six, seven. Uh, did we say Carson Hughes? Yeah. That's nine. You think Daisy's ten? Oh, we didn't even say Bates or Anna. Bates, Daisy's <laughs> Daisy's not top ten. Bates and Anna, Bates and Anna are arguably in that top ten spot over Hughes. Maybe. I just think, yeah, we'll see. I think they, they, I think. Daisy is the uh, the bean bunny of Downton Abbey. Yeah. Where Julian Fellows is trying to make bean bunny a thing. Wait, what's bean bunny? What? Bean bunny's the Muppet, the little bunny that's in like the mid- early 90s. Bean bunny was like so, the oh, thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he's trying to trying to put her over. He's working hard. I, it's working on me. I don't know. We'll see with Daisy. Fine. Bean, or not bean Maybe bunny. Maybe she fails her test. Da- Daisy is the Mustafa Ali of... <laughs> Of Downton Abbey. The fellow's got a gleam in his eye for her. But if no, if she fails her math test next week, she will be on the below rankings. So promise you that. All right. She'll be, yeah, she'll be down. So we'll see how that goes next time on the Lord's Grant. Again, follow us, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Patreon. Yep. Patreon. Donate if you want. We just uploaded a second episode of our uh, podcast. Yeah, that's there. right. We took the rest of the personality tests. Yeah, if you want we've, to find we've out. We've closed that chapter of our lives, thankfully. A little tedious towards the end. Yeah, we know who we are now. Yep. But you have to listen in to find out. Did we get the same characters? You'll never know unless you give us $5 a month. <laughs> Let's not swindle our, our, our <laughs> listeners. We're not burglars like Baxter or whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're going to steal your money. <laughs> with with off By offering you entertainment. Um. Anyways, yes. So follow us on the social medias, and we'll catch you next time on the Lords of Grand oh, well, before, Podcast. Before Whoa, we, hey, what? Before we sign off, we had a lot of fan interaction this week. And I know um, I totally forgot to send this to you. A guy reached out to us on Twitter, or a fan, I, I don't know, male or female, with uh, like a little Downton Abbey musical sketch that they told us to watch. Oh. So I forget the username of the person, but they sent it to me on Twitter, and I will... Send that to you, and maybe we'll watch that with a supplemental episode. Maybe we'll just tack it on. But okay. and didn't you reach out to the author of Agent Bates or the the, the illustrator of Agent Bates has Agent Gates has reached out to us. As yeah. Well. So 
Maybe we'll talk about that a little more often, or a little more, more the, later. The one interaction. All right, next time on the Lord's Grantham Podcast. So long. <laughs>